0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm very pleased to have Alex and Logan here on the panel. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Today's case study is beautiful plumage. In many species of birds, the male has brilliant plumage which attracts females of the same species. Think of the peacock, the china pheasant, and many varieties of parrots, and so on. Is it correct to say that the male plumage is beautiful or that the female birds find the plumage beautiful? Can birds appreciate beauty? Would you go about trying to answer this question if the only observation we can make is that the females are indeed attracted to the plumage? Is there human beauty versus bird beauty? If so, should all of our references to beauty be of the form beautiful to beautiful to whom? Or are only human beings able to appreciate beauty? And if so, what is it about human beings that gives them this distinction? In order for us to be able to answer the previous questions, we have come up with ten points to help us figure out whether birds can actually appreciate beauty or if they're just attracted to the color colorful plumage. Logan is gonna start us out with the first point about the biology basis of the male plumage.
1: Thank you. Male birds develop the love of a brilliant plumage mainly because of sexual selection was at first suggested by Sarah Darwin Darwin. A lot of studies have been done on this topic, including on um, published on lab on all other RC website which tells the readers the potential mates how fit they are, how healthy they are, and and how reach they are. It's also important for territorial mates, you know, display at tracking mates. For for a a biological point of view, it can help protect the birds from predators or give them a advantage in a habitat. But, but but also really close to the idea of beauty in nature, because it shows how female birds, female birds, choose mates would help shape the evolution of these amazing displays. I think
0: connecting. Um, the first prompt when Logan was saying about the plumage being used for mating purposes so that the females can pick the males, I think that kind of shows there's obviously some sort of preference, so whether a female chooses male a or male B, there's clearly a preference about which feathers she finds. I guess, more beautiful or more attractive than the other.
2: I can say that what Charles Darwin proposed, that um, traits that uh, a species considered beautiful are actually involved through process of sexual selection. And you can relate that to how humans go through the process and a species of bird too. It's
0: actually very
2: yeah mm-hmm. very interesting.
0: I mean, because humans do it too. You know, birds pick a mate based on their feathers and humans pick a mate also (laughs) not always thinking of, like, reproduction and survival. Obviously, humans have other characteristics like personalities and uh, ways of thinking. But So, uh, moving on with the prompts, we have prompt number two, which is the perception of beauty. So for this one, it's a little hard to explain because beauty is an ongoing debate about what's beautiful, what makes something beautiful. And you also have to discuss aesthetics, which is the nature of basically of what makes things beautiful, the nature of beauty so it's all kind of tied together and it's very hot or cold because it's uh sometimes like there's the argument that whether it's subjective or objective so for example not everything is going to fall under beautiful for one person compared to the next person and that can kind of be seen with the birds given that female bird A might choose male bird B but female bird B might choose male bird A. So Sir David Attenborough, he is a naturalist. He actually did some research and he settled that animals can perceive beauty, and he gave some evidence and he talks about how at the end of the day, birds have to reproduce, but. They don't have to reproduce like just with any bird. They kind of pick the bird. And she also talks about the burrow um, bower bird, how it picks up small little things and treasures, I guess. And that demonstrates beauty. If a bird is able to pick something and kind of hold it to keep it, it finds value in something which is one of the characteristics of what makes things beautiful. You find value in something and therefore you deem it beautiful. So the birds picking things and keeping them for treasure, that's more on their behavior than I guess their aesthetic. So that moves us on to prompt number three, which is bird behavior and mouse selection. So if Logan, if you could please explain prompt number three, please
1: think about task too with the ruins remember that the ruins like how how like that do like four, yeah one for the four hikers where we're talking about the beauty of the ruins how like three of them did not see the beauty well wow wow for like the first one saw the beauty of the ruins like like, like how like the birds did with like how 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 that they, they can tell the beauty of like different bird feathers and stuff like that.
0: So uh Logan, number three please.
1: Right on it. Female <laughs> birds often choose to make pay, based on their prefer for their plumage. This this is due to the fact that male no plumage can provide information about the bird health and genetic fitness. As well as well, added ability to provide from its offspring. This is well documented from of me in species that peacock wear a research conducted by Korean Laboratory of Orthology Function. Female peacocks can, are more likely to mate with a male with a male with a longer and more wild tail feather. In the case, good genes and a great likelihood of re- reproduction success. Though the same is true for female birds and other species like the mother as as research highlighted on the World Parent Trust website, suggests that female prefers for a, a persistent pelamist trait can can have in, can have an impact on the genetic diversity
0: of a population. I think um, the last bit where you said that the females have preferences and that it impacts the genetic diversity, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of ties back to the second task, where they're talking about... um, The the first one was something some mountains and there was an alpine community and then these romantic poets came and like the mountains they were beautiful to the poets but they weren't beautiful to the people in the community oh, yeah. so the birds I mean it's talking about how certain female birds find some of them beautiful but then you have to think about how how it all relates together. So for reproductive purposes, they find them beautiful. But if you take the reproductive, I guess, purpose of the plumage, the birds are still beautiful. So it's like the mountains. The, The mountains were already there before the poets came so the mountains were beautiful before the poets came just because the poets realized that the mountains were beautiful and then the kingdom people realized that the mountains were beautiful doesn't take the beauty away from it so i think it kind of has something similar to do with um you know the different types of birds and whether their feathers are long in their tail or whether they're short whether they're vivid or not just because one female doesn't pick a different male, that doesn't mean that male, that doesn't make his woman not beautiful because another female's eventually gonna come and pick that one for mating.
2: Okay, continuing with Logan Point, uh, we can talk now about Point Four, the aesthetic preference in birds. If we compare the preference in birds and human perception of beauty, I do think the birds prefer Uh, a specific visual characteristic. For example, we can see that birds often display uh, a preference for bright colors like red, yellow, and blues, which are associated with good health, nutrition, genetics. We can say the symmetry is another factor that both birds and humans appreciate. Symmetrical plumage patterns can indicate genetic quality and overall health in birds. For humans, symmetric of is associated with attractiveness. But bird preference for plumage characteristics are often driven by evolutionary and ecological factors. The primary goal for birds is to choose a mate that would ensure the survival of the, their offspring.
0: Oh, wait, yeah. So I'm the specific it? colors and specific symmetry, which, I mean, in comparison to humans, the birds are attracted to those colors and like the symmetry and humans also find certain colors to be attractive. For example, the color red um, which is associated with different subjects and topics and feelings throughout different cultures. So for some cultures, red might mean passion. It might mean love. And in terms of symmetry, humans can also appreciate symmetry as seen in like mandalas and pieces like that they're also highly uh, regarded as beautiful across several different cultures. Yes. All right, so and moving first, on to prompt number five, we got five. cognitive abilities of birds. Um, so that would be Logan. Um, if you could please break down the fifth point. Well do.
1: So from Courtney University Lab for Arthur. And in a journal journal, EnderColorly shows that some birds' species really can tell the difference between various and like in a bird's performance that humans may find beauty and generally uh, it's, it's pleasing. For example, male birds often display colorful plumage to attract mates during, during the, the breeding season. This suggests that birds ha, have the ability to like recognize and respond to personal cues associated with attraction. Exper- exper- experiments with birds such as the European Starling or the Born the borderly Bird, I think I think how you say it. All- also like reveals their ability to value and and, by, and value family values in their environment. This highlights the specific Cognitive ability that advocates species' potential and spiritual particularity and assisting the information.
0: So, moving on to prompt number six, which is the comparative aesthetics. And here we're going to go back to prompt number two about beauty being subjective or objective. And Again, same evidence from Sir Sir David Attenborough with the bur- with the Bowerbird bird um, treasures, and not only do the males like pick the treasures, so they're going through the efforts of picking out little treasures. They hold it, keep it. <clears throat> But then the female birds, when it comes time for mating, not only do they appreciate the plumage, plumage, um, but they also take into account those little treasures that the male bird takes. So here, they're picking from what the males find worth keeping and beautiful, and now the females are picking out of that kind of smaller group so I think that kind of shows how, you know, there's preferences for, I guess, you know how they say, like, to each their own? I think this is kind of a a, a more exact depiction of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Does, do you guys have anything to add?
1: This still uh, reminds me of the, like, type two chapter where, like, a couple of researchers and philosophy to talk to debate whether the beauty is, like, objectivity or subjectivity. Mm-hmm. This, this thing reminds me of that chapter, how, like, show them, I think, think that in that chapter, that part is still debatable. Even to this day, yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah, I
0: think on on that same chapter, I think it was on page four, something about the Incan Inca ruins, how they had the four hikers and like the first one thought it was beautiful, the second one didn't think so because of the nature of it, the third one just wasn't interested, and then the fourth one kind of also said that maybe he could have found it beautiful had it not been tied to like i guess disastrous events yeah so i guess the parallels between that story and the birds they're taking treasures they're storing it and it's being like i guess held for its worth same as the ruins so when the female birds female birds commonly pick whichever it's kind of like the hikers going to experience the ruins. It's more for the, um, the experience of it rather than what it actually is. Right? So the female birds are picking these treasures based on, again, their survival, the reproduction, the mill's ability to provide and stuff but then for for the incas um and the ruins the hikers were just talking about whether it was ethical for those ruins to be there whether it was even ethical for them to be at the ruins and like all the history that comes from said ruins you know being built by slaves and things such as that so it was i guess ugly in its nature and that's why some of them didn't find them beautiful.
2: So the point that you shared um, explores the subjection, subjective nature of beauty and the various aspects that it has, the aesthetic characteristic, visual aspects. And um, you can see how s- some birds choose it uh, for maid selection, but um, based um, visual cues but what is since it's objective what is beautiful to some may not be to others yeah and
0: then um, for this point about the evolutionary significance it's also um, the reproduction, the survival and you know it's more of each individual like I guess female birds' opinion, if you will,
1: hmm.
0: of which one they think has a better chance at surviving, which one they think has a better chance of providing healthy offspring that can, you know, eventually, you know, keep their offspring, keeping their kind alive. So for them, yeah. the beauty is subjective because they're not thinking of oh that bird has beautiful feathers, but I don't like him for me. They're just thinking, Oh, those are beautiful feathers, I'm attracted to that. He looks like, you know, he can provide healthy offspring, then then I mean that's the mate that they choose. So it's all about how the female bird feels, not about what the female bird is observing.
2: Yeah, it definitely goes. Um, they go for the benefit of great genes, health, and I mean parental care. If you, you think, think about that. it, mm-hmm.
1: why well, you yeah. say that? I I was thinking about the stereotype that 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 like girls like oh, boys, like like about like maybe like five foot and so on that for, yeah. for for like thirteen. You know?
0: I think some of it has also to be like in terms of girls liking somebody that's bigger and like you know how you said like six foot and above I guess that might have something to do with the evolutionary significance of it because females like we have been the gatherers the males have been the hunters so I guess I know well obviously back then it was important for them to be physically fit and obviously like a high advantage would, I guess, in some cases make you a better hunter, more agile, stronger. You can carry more, which would benefit the gatherers, you know, so we have, I guess, something to gather. Um, so I think it kind of is similar, different evolutionary paths, but yeah, similar in its nature. Survival. At the end of the day, it's about survival and reproduction. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Logan uh, can give us a little more scientific information regarding point number seven.
1: Well done. So, capability to recognize beauty in both humans and birds is of great evolutionary importance, particularly when it comes to mating selection and promoting survival and fitness in humans. Beauty in humans is also associated with The and Goethe, which which encourage individuals to choose mates with these characteristics in in order to spread healthy genes to their disease, the descendants. This concept of sexual selection, which was first introduced by Charles and is widely discussed in the literature of evolution biology. In birds, especially, those so species where male display is in the public, is culturing displays, beauty and a potential can help to select partners with the most inventions genes thus contributing to the variety of the offspring. Studies of these topics have been conducted, has, studies have, Studies on this topic have been conducted in a variety of a variety of areas of author authority and evolutionary such as those decided decided by Darwin in this works on the expression of the emotion in male and human and, and animals.
0: Um, regarding point number seven, as we had previously discussed, Um, the attraction holds significance for both the birds and the humans. And obviously, as Charles Darwin said, a very respected opinion, you know, it's survival. Uh, So for problem number eight, Alex, you can give us a little brief on the cross-species communication. I know it has a little to do with the, you know, the effects of certain things that humans do on animals. Like, for example, the art and music on animals and how that might
2: affect them. (laughs) Yes. So we know that there have been some study whether we have seen certain type of music or visual display influence the behavior of animals, including birds. For example, music with a specific rhythm can affect the activity pattern of birds. But we actually cannot distinguish whether these responses are due to perceived beauty of the art or music is actually annoying to them. What we can uh, assume about this is what humans find aesthetically pleasing may not align with the sensory perceptions of animals. Birds, for instance, may perceive a wider spectrum of colors and sound than humans do, uh, which makes it difficult for us to actually know if the... Cross-communication is actually affected.
0: How you said that we don't know 100% if it affects them or not. And how there is a part about the rhythm. I know that specific rhythms do affect them in their activity. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of happens with, obviously, other stuff. Like, if you have, um, let's say, certain vibrations affect the form or shape of let's say water and the frequency at like which it um I guess flows if you will and then Mm -hmm. how with people like people talk about how much energies you know and somebody's energy how it affects them and how vibrations affect them so I think that's an interesting connection between the birds and the humans
2: yeah yeah it makes sense but we are never gonna know a hundred percent if it actually uh them appreciating the beauty or it's just they hate it they find it annoying or it's just an involuntary response actually
0: i think that goes for humans too we have uh, i guess certain responses to things sometimes like like the ongoing debate is it nature or nurture whether somebody's behaving a certain way were they taught to behave that way or is that just their instinct to behave that way so with like i guess the interdisciplinary stuff that continues on with point number nine which is the interdisciplinary approach of this
2: Okay, if we foster an interdisciplinary approach that combines biology, psychology, philosophy, and aesthetics, we can actually comprehend a little more about beauty in the world. So if we talk about biology, like we already mentioned, it is about the male plumage, the specific vibrant colors of that attracts of the females, the um. Uh, because they think it's a sign of good health, um, and genes. But if we talk about psychology, we can explore into a cognitive process of how birds, actually female birds, uh, perceive the male plumage. And uh, philosophy, we can say that while human aesthetics and avian mate choices are distant concepts. They actually have a few points that connect each other. Um, we know that human beauty, the perception of beauty, is actually linked to evolutionary principles, like Charles Darwin has said. And birds also have shared the same concept since of female birds ah uh, choose the mate by the male plumage because they think is uh that's how their survival of their species. Okay, if we talk about aesthetics, we can use the interdisciplinary perspective, and this approach can help us answer the question about why certain plumage characteristics are considered beautiful and how they influence avian behavior and how human perception of beauty intersects with the natural world. Oh, we can see that um humans find plumage beautiful. Birds, oh, actually, they'd go for the genes and the survival of the offspring
0: So that leaves us with the 10th and last prompt, which is the ethical implications. So for this one, um, starting out with the human perspective of the ethical implications so when we find something beautiful usually it's because we're associating it with goodness with justice with purity all those like positive emotions so things that lack those are deemed ugly so beauty is good ugly is bad is kind of how the you can sum it up, I guess. But then obviously that's problematic because it leaves certain things that might be ugly in nature that are beautiful for what it is. An example of it um, can be seen like the aesthetic experience that's mentioned in chapter two of... Let's say visiting memorials. The memorial, in its nature, it might be ugly because it's, you know, bringing back and remembering negative things that happened. Whether it was the death of something, the destruction of something, but then the aesthetic experience might be a positive one because you're appreciating the beauty that came out of that negativity. the The work that an artist put to to make something that's new and beautiful so in terms of birds we have the picking and the choosing of the female birds and the male birds and how you know for a female bird to pick a male it has to find it attractive it has to think of it as capable of reproduction of healthy genes of providing all sorts of stuff, you know, the little treasures from the um, the birds mentioned by Sir David um, Sir David Attenborough. And then also going back to the, the human perspective and the, the problem with um, things that we don't deem beautiful, with like from their nature also on chapter two um in on page five when we talk about the problem of the ugly it goes on to say that there are several things that again might be ugly in its nature but you have to think about the value that it holds so um there's a genre of art in french uh and it's called Dans Macabre. I don't speak French, don't, don't judge my pronunciation. But basically it's images that kind of depict sometimes death, sometimes loss, grief. And if you look at said images, they're not they're not pretty, if you will. They're not positive. They don't radiate like a sense of tranquility, which is what a lot of people associate with beauty. Like the first hiker in the reading about the Inca Inca ruins, you know, but then there's that one last hiker that said he couldn't find it beautiful because it's associated with negativity. You can still appreciate the beauty of it without necessarily, you know, disregarding the negative past that it has. So for the female birds to be picking a specific male based on its plumage i mean it's continuing its its breed its species or or whatever but it's disregarding all the other males and all the other little treasures that the other males might have found all the other um all the other feathers the mating calls the behaviors you know and that's not to say that maybe the other birds might not be beautiful in their nature Maybe it's just the female perspective of such.
1: That like uh, ugly and, and beauty just remind me of of chapter two as well, where where the, like researchers are debating in uh, like ugly shipping and paintings, while mm-hmm. like while, while like well, some like disagree while like some actually, well, one of them actually shows. A painting in a shop. There was was ugly on it. Mm-hmm. And so, like about
0: yep. beauty, heavy display on art. Yeah, and that again, the whole beauty and art and aesthetics. It's all mentioned several times that it's something that's subjective or objective. So we have that ongoing debate. Again, chapter two, the beauty contest, the runner-up was suing the contest because they were, I guess, diminishing her beauty and, like, by diminishing her beauty, she was losing friend deals and this and that and, like, things that could benefit her. Yeah. But just because the judges didn't perceive her beauty, that doesn't mean she, was, she wasn't still beautiful. She was still in the contest. Yeah. And there were several other contestants, because if it's a contest, it's not just one or two. Usually, let's say, for example, it's at least 10 other contestants. They're not mentioned anywhere. That's not to say that those contestants were not beautiful. So back to our case study of whether we think that the plumage is beautiful or whether the female birds just find the plumage beautiful I mean, I think we can agree that the plumage is beautiful. If a female bird can appreciate it and pick it, and she's not just picking the mate on the plumage, but she's picking it on its behavior, on its genes, on, I guess, the mating call as well, you know, it's not the sole reason for picking a mate. Therefore, she has to find it beautiful to some degree whether it's conscious or not
2: yeah we can say the birds appreciate beauty in a sense but it's not like a human-like aesthetic sense
0: exactly because they
2: respond more to the traits of survival of the species of good genes in comparison to humans that is more about the second reason
0: Exactly. Humans, I think we pick what makes things beautiful sometimes based mm-hmm. on how it makes us feel. You know, mm-hmm. the, the aesthetic experience mm-hmm. of something. Yeah. We, yep. we pick it for the pleasure that we receive from whatever it is, whether yeah. that's looking at a, an artwork or admiring the view or listening to music. It's things that we find pleasurable therefore we deem them beautiful
2: definitely it's about the experience for humans yes
0: uh i want to thank you for joining us today um logan and alex i really appreciate it this concludes the exploring art podcast subscribe to exploring art podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening please join us soon and remember to stay curious.